All right, welcome to Old School. Jake Huger, Mark Thompson, JR Jackson, where are you guys? Best thing in the world, worst thing in the world. That's coming up. Uh, is it overhyped? Yes. Uh, <laughs> will, will you be uh, disappointed? Probably. Uh, but stick around, find out. Um, I, and I was, I went to jury duty today. You're going to love those stories. Uh, because, you know, when I interact with people, awkwardness springs forward into the world. And, yeah, uh, and it's enjoyed by everyone. And someone's uh, fate is in your hands. That's scary. Oh, well, that's true. And I'm going to tell you what I did to that fate. I crushed it. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, and a lot more where that came from. I'm in a super silly mood. We're going to have nothing but fun today. Okay, and uh, and we're talking about words. Funnily, is it really a word? Okay, that's later. That's later. Um, funnily enough. Um, okay, and of course, this is brought to you by TwoStrongCoffee.com/tyt. You get this mug; it covers my face. It's a win-win. Okay, <laughs> TwoStrongCoffee.com/tyt. Everybody who drinks it knows it's the number one coffee in the world. It's been adjudicated that as such by me. Um, and by Let's the way, keep it real, Jen Huger, I'm sorry to step on your plug here, but let me go ahead and add to it. Uh, one of the uh, one of our uh, tech guys, floor guys, was in the kitchen with me the other day, and he was making a cup of coffee, and he said, "Do you know how good this stuff is? The two strong coffee is actually really effing good." He said, and I was like, "Bro, you're just late to the party. I found that out months ago. No, years ago, too. I think totally a year and a half true. ago. Totally true. Just I mean, Look, guys, I think it's a little crazy not to try twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT. But hey, it's everybody's call. But you know, the other thing that where people go, what that is as good as advertised. I'm surprised is the Mark Thompson show. Um, so <laughs> oh my God, I love that was one of the greatest segues I've ever heard on this entire network. <laughs> so Mark's got a show on YouTube now, uh, and you're gonna love it. You're crazy. I need you to head over there. Not right now. Okay, right but like in a sec, okay, in between <laughs> episodes, in a minute, as the kids say. Um, so, so it's YouTube.com/slash The Mark Thompson Show, correct, Mark? Yeah, you just go into YouTube, hit into the search bar, The Mark Thompson Show, and it'll come up. The Mark Thompson Show, and you don't even really have to watch. Just subscribe and then come back to TYT. That's all I ask you to do. <laughs> subscribe. You never have to watch a second of the show. I need to build subs, as they call. It. There's a whole world of YouTube that I'm learning about, uh -huh. and everything is a pain so far. But <laughs> it is the show I love doing. But everything <laughs> apart from the show, which is my my entire life has become that, uh, is associated with subscriptions. So again, the Mark Thompson show. You go there, you hit subscribe, and then you come back to TYT, and you never think about it again. There you go. Wrong. You watch at least two minutes of it. Give it a goddamn shot. All right. There You're you go. Already all right. there. All right. That's okay. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. I'm asking for two minutes, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, you're right. But you know, you can press, click on subscribe, and then leave. Or oh, fine, just say two minutes, fine, okay? And Mark, do I know how uh, much of a pain in the ass it is to build a show on YouTube? I've only been doing it for how many years? I want. <laughs> Oof. How yeah. many? It's on a T-shirt. That's how long we've been doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the. You really are the OG. When it comes to news shows on YouTube, it's a remarkable fact. You are. Well, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's stay here for one second, and then we're going to go to jury duty. JR, don't you think we've been robbed a little bit? Like, sure, like a, a decent number of people recognize that we're the OGs of 
not just news. I mean, we're the first YouTube channel ever. We're yeah. longest running daily stream on the planet, literally. Okay, so like, and I, Jer, I don't feel like we get enough credit for being OGs. I'm glad you said it because I don't like to um, <clears throat> brag, but. I was talking to someone the other day and I said, <laughs> you, honestly, I think it was my wife. I said, you have no idea. I said, we're actually like innovators. We're like the origin story. All this stuff about the the um, live streaming and going live and stream this and stream that and going here and put it here and download there and watch here and subscribe and like and share all that stuff. Yo, doesn't exist without TY. MF and T. I'm just saying. That's the only thing I'm saying. And you know, by the way, I was completely serious when I was saying it. Look, there's there's people who who start stuff up, and people remember they were the first to do it. Whether or not you liked them or not, whether or not you thought they were uh, worthy of that praise, the facts are just the facts. Just saying. Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing I'll say because I, you know, I was there kind of adjacent, but and saw you guys doing your work, and I would sit in when when asked. But what I will say is that it's not just showing up and starting it's a and this is what i'm really learning and 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 jenk has made this point to me uh, off the air and but it's clear what i'm about to say it is <laughs> daily work that is tireless i mean you must work relentlessly and you must provide content and you must do all of the you know the tending of the youtube garden etc but more to the point you had to tend the content garden for all those years. I have mad, mad, mad respect for you know you, Jr. Jr. I remember when I mean you were in that uh, building in the Mid Wilshire district, and it you know it was like uh, it was half building and half you know <laughs> a bombed out like homeless shelter. I don't know what it was. It really was. It was like you were coexisting. Both with a developed modern part of the building, you guys were somewhere in the middle, and then they completely like gutted part of the building. It was yeah. fun times. Yep. Well, in a sense, we were homeless. We were independent media, and we didn't have a place to go. So that's why we were forced to be innovators. But I like that you called the tenant of the garden of YouTube. It now I get why people online have been calling me the gardener. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one's been calling me, <laughs> uh, but it just started. Hashtag the gardener, go. Okay, so <laughs> all right, now we're gonna do jury duty. You guys are gonna love it. But I noticed Cons Consuela Brody just became a new member, and Consuelo, I said I, I meant oh, Consuelo is a cool name. I don't, I don't know if you're like, you know what's funny is that in in the world of like. PCness, and this can cut in a thousand different ways. I'm not sure you're allowed to say names are cool anymore. Like, Why not? Um, because well, I just did. I just did this morning. The new uh -huh. 49ers uh, quarterback, the guy who stepped in for super handsome uh, Jim Garoppolo, <laughs> who went down. This guy Brock Purdy. I said worst last name imaginable, best first name imaginable. I mean, you can't, you put together the best first name with the the worst last name. Going through life as Purdy, Purdy, as a kid, kids are just total a-holes, yes. right? But Brock, are you kidding me? Showstopper first name, great yeah. first name. Totally, it's got rock in it, you can't yes. lose with it. Um, but, uh, but like, as a quarterback, would you rather be Purdy? Or pick it, like pick it, mm. like getting picked is in the name, and you're yeah. a quarterback, right? So you can make <laughs> comments about pick it because that's just so on the nose in terms of interceptions, etc. 
But Purdy, by the way, JR is kind of an example. We can you not make fun of that name anymore? Okay. Here, here's a name I like, Vanessa. I think the name Vanessa by definition is sexy. But can you say that anymore? And oh, that the think, name is okay. Right. Do I think that Vanessa is sexy for some ethnic reason? And that got put into my head as a kid. And that's why I think it today, etc. Should I be banned from the garden? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you made that connection. It might be partially. I mean, the first first character person, which isn't a real person, but uh, the character Vanessa Huxtable was the first name I think of. And I was like, maybe you had a thing for Vanessa, and you just don't know it. No, no, I do know it, and it wasn't Huxtable. It was Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> which uh-huh. is entertainment of a different sort. <laughs> and it a garden of a different sort. It all makes uh, sense. <laughs> but you can still why say they- a name is sexy or a name is good or a name doesn't. You can't. By the way, in football, I still think the best name, this guy was a wide receiver in football and had the name Fair Hooker. That was his name. And mm, it's I'm fair. sorry, I don't think you can do much when you're a wide receiver, you know. It's uh, weird. No, it's it's weird. What's his name again, Mark? Fair Hooker. Fair Hooker. Hooker was his last name. It's a wide receiver. Uh, it's I like the last you. name that the JR was the Green Bay Packers uh, uh, kicker. His name was Longwell. His last name was uh-huh. Longwell. Yeah. I, mean, I thought that was, that's a pretty strong the kicker best last one name. Of all time. Defensive. I think he was a linebacker. Pat Angerer. I mean, <laughs> you, you have to play football and you have to play on defense. Yeah. Well, if uh, although if I was a punter, I might have the best name if you pronounce it like Joe Manchin does. Hey, Shank. <laughs> <laughs> or if I was a golfer, Shank Uger. <laughs> I told you about that. The room full of people that I had convinced that, uh, and this is amazing when you see me. I'm just you know like what five ten, you know, uh, nothing particularly athletic. I mean, you know, but but I. Convinced them. I didn't try. This is it was the anti-brag brag, which is very. This is a pro tip on on this kind of bluff. Uh, I had them convinced that I was a punter in the NFL out of college for four months, and here's how I did it. They believed it because I was so uh, insistent. To your point, Jank, that I was bad. I said, please don't look it up. I was. I'm so embarrassed about it. I was cut by the team. Was with the team for four months. They cut me after four games. I, just awful. I think I had bad nerves. Blah 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 blah. It's just so embarrassing. But I was in the NFL for the Washington team, and they went and everybody's asking me questions and who you know who did you play under? I said Joe Gibbs and blah blah. blah. I mean I had enough because I knew that team. But it was the anti brag. Like I was really bad, guys. Please don't look it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And where was this, Mark? This what, is at a what? poker game. It was uh-huh. at a poker game. Yeah, because <laughs> I did a similar thing. Sorry, Jake, I'm gonna let you finish. I promise. But um, I was at I went to two Super Bowls. You know this, Jake, because one of them was the Steelers and, and Cardinals. Um, I think it was the other. either way. I uh, when I was there, I had a friend who worked for NFL Network. She got me access to every damn thing. I was there for a week. I didn't go to the game. I went to the festivities. Miami and Tampa were the two Super Bowls, and uh, so I got access to Media Day. I walked in. Because I had credentials, <laughs> and then this is where coaches, I know everybody's just rolling through. You remember this story, Jane? So I'm about to go in, and um, I'm by myself because she's working. So I just, it's a solo trip, and I can do whatever the hell I want. And as I'm approaching the the entrance, um, 
<laughs> These two kids roll up on me with like, because they're trying to get any player or coach to give them an autograph. They don't care who anybody is. There's like, oh player, oh player, oh player, oh player. So a black guy, dreadlocks, uh, six foot tall. I was, I'm not a big guy, like 205 at this point. And they're like, um, uh, they're like, oh please, it can't make you continue. And I was like, sorry guys, I I don't play. And they were like, this guy's lying to us. Like there was this, it was three seconds of them looking at me like, mm, BS. And up comes this guy. NFL uh, uh, um, um, polo on, official hat, khakis, he is legitimate. He's part of the organization. Rolls up and goes, hurry, 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 and grabs me by the arm and runs me in. Like, you gotta get in there, as if I'm very <laughs> important. And I was like, no, right? I look back as he's dragging me away. So it was almost like slow motion. As I'm getting pulled away to the corridors, through the metal detectors and everything, like, whatever, who cares, go. The kid's looking at me like, like, you. A-hole, I can't believe this guy just lied to us like this. And I'm like, what are you doing? He just dragged me in. And I looked like the worst guy ever. And I asked my friend uh, later, he played football like, you know, uh, high school and everything. And he's a bigger guy. He would be uh, mistaken for a football player. And he said, just tell them you were backup corner for the Texans. This is like 2000, what, nine, eight? And I was like, they're going to find out. He goes, who cares? Just sign an autograph and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JR, right. you're nuts. I would have signed thousands of autographs <laughs> if I was you. And every time I would have written someone else, Pac-Man Jones, Deion Sanders. It doesn't matter. That's what I said. I said, who should I act like? And he goes, sign your name. They don't care. Yeah, if you sign your exact name and the way that it is spelled, they would be positive you were a football player. And my signature is that you can't you can't read it. You don't know what letter. Plus, you've got a you've got a you've got an athlete's name, J.R. Jackson. It's like a it, it you know it's like that or a musician like a, or you know you could yeah. you know I, I go to the Grammys and sign there. What I should have done is go, gone to some parties and told some women that hey you know I play football right. Mm, mm. Yeah, well of course of course <laughs> that's what you should have done. And and to be fair to Mark, he's at a poker game. You're literally supposed to lie in poker. That's part that of the game. True. Okay, so I remember once I was in in Hollywood Park, which is like where toothless people go to play poker. Not anymore. Um, and or yeah, used to. Um, and uh, and some guy, I, I think I did a bluff, whatever it was. I did deception because it's part of the game, right? And I won the pot, and he was so mad, and he's like, "Why you lied to us?" And I was like, "Because we're playing <laughs> poker." Did he really? Was, yeah, I mean that's. It's literally part of the game. It's not like it's like saying like, oh, I know we're playing Monopoly, and now you're rolling dice. Now we're rolling dice. Why you roll dice on us? Why you did that? Oh, just because uh, I land on Boardwalk, I owe you two thousand dollars. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's in the rule book. All right, look, I swear to God, we're gonna do jury uh, duty. You guys are gonna love it. I'm gonna just read these comments. So hush up, everybody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lino writes in on Twitch. Um, Shank is Jenk's version of dark branding. Oh, you don't want to see Shank Uber. Okay, Shank you don't want to see him. Um, the It Dragon writes in, good afternoon. Uh, all this one is a really old school. Hey, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, referring to the OGs. You can call me Jess says, and sub to the Mark Thompson show on TYT. Bravo. Sorry, on, YT, on YouTube. Okay, the Mark Thompson show on YouTube. You guys love it. Late Bloomer 66. Ah, yes, old school. Jank Mark and the handsome and sexy Jr. LOL. Can't okay. argue. Can't argue with that. Hey, I'm even hey, going. Look, the guy gets taken into like Super Bowls just on his looks. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
Uh, whereas if I told them, yeah, I was a professional uh, punter for four months, just like the same exact lie as Mark, they'd be like, nah, not buying. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Long no, it's funny because my name is Jank, but they used to call me Shank because I was so bad. <laughs> Boom, they instantly believe. Yes. Yeah. That's the that's the line I'm gonna go with. Anyway, Velvet Goldmine says just simply, we love Mark. Okay, so apparently we do. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, that's really and cool. thank you. Biden flavored corn pop in our member section says, "Hey, uh, my too strong coffee is almost as hot as this panel." Wow. Okay, that's compliment all around. And Connor the Emerald Dragon says, "Jank and I are wearing the same T-shirt today. Awesome." Uh, that actually happens to me a lot uh, when I run into uh, TYT viewers. Um, so God bless, I love it. ShopTYT.com, uh, you get uh, the hat Mark is wearing there as well. Okay, so let's do this. Uh, so I had jury duty today. So of course, disaster all around, right? Uh, and uh, I, I forget that I have it, but I put it on my schedule. It's a huge win, huge win, because normally you forget to put it in the schedule. That's it, you're screwed. And you got to go through the rigmarole all over again, okay. But then a shocking thing happened. I decided not to be late. And that was a kind of weird decision that I made. So we'll come back to that, we'll come back to that. So well, before you before you come back to that or before you continue, with jury duty, don't you now check in by phone to see if you're needed, Jenk? What is the protocol? So that's, it's so confusing. And of course, it depends on which state you're in, but we're all in California. So um, number one, you they send you the form, and you in the old days you would fill it out, and you would send it back in. Now they say you could fill it out, uh, either in per, like uh, old school style, or you could just do it online. And they say, oh, it's gonna save you a lot of time, right? So yeah. okay, I said great. I went online, I did it online. I'm an OG online. I know how to do things online. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I go, and, and so this morning I already did it online. I you know, cruise in there, and I'm early, and I. And and I get to the front of the line. They're like, "Where's your papers?" I'm like, "What do you mean, where's my papers? They're online." You told me it was so much easier to do it online. I did it online. They're like, "No, no, no. You still have to fill it out and bring it in." I'm like, "Then how does it save me time? That means I have to do it twice." Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, come here. Come this way. And they the companies and government both do this all the time. Come this way. We're gonna save you some time, man. Yeah. Come and check it out. Lots of time savings right in underneath my coat. You see that? So anyway, I go there. They said, "No, you're screwed." And I'm like, "No." Okay, but then the lady says, "Hey, don't worry. Just give me your ID, like your juror ID number." And shockingly, I did bring that as a just in case. Okay, so that like saved the day. It was a minor miracle that I brought that thing. And and so she reprinted the form, which apparently is somewhat standard. Because apparently, as I could see that day today, about 10 to 20% of people forget to bring the form. Okay, especially because now that you can submit it online. So after me, she was like, oh, it's even if you submit it online, blah, 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 blah. okay, fine, we make it, no problem. But the reason I'm telling you this story, although there's a lot of offshoots to it, is that some set of jurors got called into a trial, okay? And then for the rest of us, they said, all right, now whoever hasn't been called up to that trial, Come up to the window because it looked like they were going to dismiss us. But there's still like a million people in the room. And I was near the front, but in the side. And I got up and instinct kicked in. And I did a little shuffle. And then I just started almost running towards the window. <laughs> okay. And then I almost cut off this lady 
almost is a lie. I I, I cut her off. <laughs> <laughs> and so you almost so, almost cut her off. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In other words, I did. Okay. <laughs> so then I get there and I'm the first one online. But now I instantly feel bad. I'm like, what? I'm the I'm the jerk who runs to the front of the line. I'm that guy, right? Everybody saw me doing it. It's so obvious. And by the way, already going in, a couple of people were like, oh, Jank, oh, Shank, you were a putter, weren't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you were guilty already, Jank. You're guilty of being a, a jerk, weren't you? Yeah. And so yeah. I, and then I'm sitting there in the front of the line, and the line goes all the way back. I look back, and I'm so embarrassed at how long the line goes and how I like ran to the front of it. Then I'm like, oh, I, I did avert my gaze. I try not to look at it, right? And so then the guy starts taking forever. So now everybody's looking at me like, oh, the problem guy ran to the front of the line. Now he's creating a problem for everyone. Okay? Oh, it was your fault that it was taking a long time. I thought you meant the clerk or whoever's checking people, whoever's doing no, no, it forever. No. no, it was the clerk, as you'll see. But, but he, by, but by virtue of the fact that he was at that window when he, the clerk was taking forever, they thought it was Jack. It was get, the stink of the clerk was getting on Jack. <laughs> oh, 100%, 100%. And I earned it, though. I earned the stink. Yes. Thing because I ran, right? And you should have turned to the line and go, I'm sorry, I'm trying to cash a check. No, you know who I was? I was the guy who cuts you off in traffic and then slams on the brakes and goes right. super slow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's the one guy that everyone on the road doesn't hate, despises, right? Absolutely. So I'm like, I can't look. I can't, like, if I look at the back of the line, I'm going to be so thoroughly shamed. I can't bear it, right? So uh, so finally, then I hear the clerk and he's like, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong, okay? And he's like, okay, we're gonna need everyone to sit back down. And everybody's looking at me like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, wait a minute, where am I gonna sit? If I sit near the front again. And yeah, <laughs> and you're, you're the, oh wow, this is the <laughs> reset. You have a second chance, Jack. Are you going to be an a-hole, or are you going to be, uh, or are you going to spend all day down there? <laughs> okay. Uh, the whole time, the minute we sat back down, I was the whole time I was thinking, what do I do? <laughs> do I just own it and run a second? <laughs> Could you imagine I run a second time, or do I walk really slow? Like, hey, that was a fluke. That's not me. I'm not the running guy. I'm the casual guy. And I was thinking, settle in at third or fourth. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I assume you're closer to the window or whatever it is now because you of the original run, so you don't have that right. far. Yeah. 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 You're good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Jr. and I are at third or fourth in line. Yeah. Is about right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So as luck would have it, though, um, they uh, we did not get called back up together. Uh, the clerk took quite a long time, and that happens. And people get on the clerk, but you know, I like if, if people say things like the stink of the clerk getting on people. <laughs> <laughs> when he's just a wonderful like <laughs> <laughs> worker, okay, <laughs> trying to do right. In the people say that, huh? Okay. Yeah. People say it. I, I've heard it in the street. Um, so, uh, but you're saying the clerk is actually trying to do his best in this case. Yeah, and and you know what happens when you run an organization, as I know, things get mixed up all the time. It's just normal. It's very, very normal. And then the guy's got to try to figure out what happened. And it turns out he did figure it out. And he made the greatest announcement of my life. He's like, did some of you receive a strange notice saying to show up at 1231? 
And a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, me too, yeah. I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not a distinct from you guys. I'm with you guys. Okay. And uh and he's like, Well, uh, you guys were gonna be on a big uh civil lawsuit, but it got settled this morning. Like, yeah. wow. Like there's actual cheering. <laughs> yeah, people like this they forgot all about me. Because at this point they're so happy. They're like popping two strong coffee <laughs> bottles, pouring it all over their heads. <laughs> so, off the hook. Yeah, I was off the hook. I felt so relieved. And so that leads to the, to the title of the stream. There's nothing better in the world than to hear when you go into jury duty, you've been dismissed. Okay. 100%. And, and if, and that happened. All of that took about an hour and a half, max two hours. So for jury duty, that's like the equivalent of like 90 seconds, right? It, it happened in a flash. Um, and uh, and so getting released when you thought you were going to stay the whole day, plus God knows how many days, in like getting released in an hour and a half. I'm telling you, man, people are like like running through the hallways, like pulling, <laughs> like. It's like the last day of school in six yeah, days. Yeah, 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 100%. It was like emancipation. It was amazing. It was amazing. So so that's the best thing in the world. The worst thing in the world is like, and I'm like, now remember if you parked in the Disney lot, uh, <laughs> as long as you've got the jury badge. I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't bother reading that. So I paid $18 for a downtown uh, parking yeah, there's lot. No, there's no reasonable parking down there. It's all really expensive. Yeah. So I was like, like yes, no. <laughs> but if I if I told you you're gonna pay eighteen dollars to go home early, would you have paid it? Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you have to look at it all as one big you know package that the fates have delivered you. What we need to ask is a uh, uh, let's go classic since we're talking about the origins and the OGs. What would Jenk do? How much? What's your limit? If they, if Mark proposed the same thing and said, uh, would you pay a hundred dollars to go home after two hours? Yeah, this is going to get embarrassing uh, because I would pay a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, and there's a, I'm going to come up with a BS good reason uh, in a second. Uh, but first, before that, <laughs> I interrupt the story to tell you another story. So, how quickly would I pay the eighteen dollars? Well, I would do another segment called What Would Bora Do? Okay. So, Bora's my uh, crazy friend from Turkey. And he once wanted to go to Magic Mountain, which is in, in about a half an hour outside of LA, unless there's traffic. And there's always traffic, in which case it's an hour and a half outside of LA. Okay. And so he's on vacation. I, at that time, I'm not working. So he's like, come on, let's go. We'll do some rides. We'll see some girls. We're single. I'm like at Magic Mountain, <laughs> like what is this? Because he remembers the Great Adventure days when we were growing up in New Jersey, right? And you'd go as a like a 19 year old or 23 year old, you run into girls all the time. I'm like, brother, at that point we're 30 or something. I mean, ain't nobody running into us, okay? <laughs> so, anyways, we go to Magic Mountain, and we get there. But what he doesn't know is that outside of LA, when you get into the valley or you get past the mountains, or you're not by the water. It's much hotter. It's not a little hotter, right? So we get out of the car and it's like, I don't know, in the 90s or something, right? 
And he's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, where are we going? He's like, back in the car, we gotta go, we gotta get out of here. I'm like, what do you mean? We just an hour and a half in traffic, okay? And he's like, no, no, it's too hot, it's already over. He's like, look, Jake, I don't know why we're still debating. This is an obvious mistake, okay? <laughs> and look around, there's too many people. We're gonna struggle through these people when it's like 90 degrees outside, you're crazy. They get back in the car and we left. That's how quickly I would say $18. For jury duty, <laughs> I'd get in, out of the car and right back in the car. Eighteen dollars, fuck, gone. Okay, but Jr.'s, uh, and worried. this is a good one because it's true. You're not going to be able to buy your freedom for eighteen dollars, and it is like a hostage situation being, you know, held for the, in the jury pool. And uh, I think even a hundred and eighty dollars would be. Enough. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be, you know, like eighteen hundred dollars. All of a sudden, I might think, well, I mean, that's a lot of money, man. I mean, eighteen hundred, but I really want to get out of here. But you see, you can bring the numbers up to a point where you're going, mm, you know, because you're also dodging, as Jake pointed out, potentially weeks, right? And if large enough and complicated enough, months. Yeah, well, look, here's the thing, right? And since I host, I was gonna say this show, but actually here we are on another show. So several shows on the network and I run the company. I just can't afford to take days off like that. I just can't, right? So that gives me my excuse for saying and paying an embarrassingly large number, which I would. I see, okay. Okay, yeah. but but I'll, but it is an excuse, I, I don't wanna be there. Uh, but the reality is that, that, that there is no number, they don't offer it to you. So it's all just hypothetical anyway. Right. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. I mean, if I if the number was one hundred and eighty dollars and I didn't pay it, and then I got put on a two week trial, that would be the mistake of my life. <laughs> sure, yeah. like I can't pay two weeks off. That's nuts. And so then, and then I'm going to feel even more pressured when I go to take an actual vacation. People are like, oh, I guess Jenks out again, right? Yeah. It, and it's a fun hypothetical. I was just thinking if you get put on the two, so. You don't get the buyout offered at the beginning of the two-week trial, but after four days into the two-week trial, the buyout's offered to you. You know, um, no, then, I can't do it. Yeah. I'll tell you why, Mark. Okay, so number one, at that point, my annoying uh, principles would kick in, and I just there's if I started the trial, there's no way I wouldn't end it. Okay, so that's that's me. I can't help it. That's point one. Point two is. Don't get me wrong. Like if I was retired, like you couldn't get me out of that uh, courthouse. I'd be like, no, nope, I'm volunteering. I'm volunteering. I'll stay. I'll stay. I would love to be on trials. Oh my God! You give me a two-month trial where we got to figure out who did it and is it right or is it wrong and how much should they pay and whatever it is, civil, criminal. I don't care. Oh my God! And some people would be like, oh no, no, that's a boring civil trial filled with numbers and facts and business. I'm like. That sounds even more interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I would love to do it. I just can't. And but if, if you offered it four days through, because of the principal thing, I couldn't do it. But it. Mm. But otherwise, oh yeah. Then we're gonna get into the thousands. Let's keep sure. it real. The easiest way to get out of jury duty, you don't have to pay the eighteen. You don't even have to pay the eighteen hundred. All you have to do is walk in, and then when the uh, when the the each put each of the attorneys are looking to pick the jury, they go, uh, Jake Uger. And they'll go dismissed because nobody wants you on a jury, especially since, as you said, some people in the in the jury pool knew who you were. 
know what you talk about, know how opinionated and animated you are. And any attorney that realizes that will go, so what do you do? And they go through your background, see what your show is, see what you talk about. And they go, dismiss this guy. Too opinionated on one particular side, there's no way we can convince him of anything else because this guy thinks he knows everything. Get him the hell out of here. That's how I got out of it. So and JR, I didn't mean to, I wanted to be on that jury. Yeah, so JR, <laughs> yeah, first of all, take note of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so listen, um, that not only is that obviously true, and so that I always think of it in terms of how long does it take before I get dismissed? Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna put me on a jury these days, right? Absolutely. Uh, but I, JR, this morning, I sw- and it's kind of obnoxious, so again, I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but I was thinking, um, you know, if the judge isn't buying that I, you know, am, am a journalist or in media or whatever it is, because some old school judges are like, oh yeah, sure, you do a YouTube channel, okay, we all have a YouTube channel, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> um, so I was thinking of saying like, hey, I, I'm I'm in media, he doesn't buy it, and I then I asked the room, hey, how many people watch the Young Turks? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in that room, four, five, 10, 15, I don't know what the number is, but it's gonna be a number that I gonna because I already had three guys already said hi on their way in, right? So I, I already know that the magic trick's gonna work, right? And then I asked them just to, this is the kill shot, if you will. Sorry, not in a courthouse, but um, I, I then say, what do you guys think I think of cops? <laughs> and they all laugh out loud and the judge is like, out of here, get the hell out. It's it's exactly, I told the story on the show, so I don't know if I have to rehash it, but it was years ago. Uh, really fast, really simple. Um, I went in, I'd never gotten this far in jury duty. I'd always been dismissed in the huge room before you get into the court, into the actual courtroom. Um, I got into the courtroom. That's when they have like say 20 people that sit in, in, the, in the viewing area. And then you have the 12 that are potentially in the box. And as they kick people out, the next one steps in. I had a bag, a side bag, a computer and all this stuff. I had things. Every time I moved, it was it was like a mess. And so that was part of the fun of this because then once I get in, I'm juror number 12 now, I'm inside the box. This is for like some drug dealing possession thing. It was a Latino guy and he was there. He had been busted for some level of either selling or possession. I couldn't remember. And the person who was the, uh, the, the, the defense attorney uh, jumped up, asked, so you work for um, the Young Turks. Uh, what the, this is a talk show. I was like, yeah, I told him what it was. And he goes, what is it you guys talk about? I said, you know, generally politics, but you know, society, everything. It's, we kind of cover everything, entertainment is fine. This is again, way back. And <clears throat> Then she goes to the whole thing. She goes, what is it you guys think? What do you guys talk about when it comes to um, uh, say like drugs? And I said, well, it's not like a one thing we all talk about. I and mean, we all have different opinions. It's very open and like honest show that each of us has our own opinions. But personally me, I said, we've talked about how I don't really get why it's illegal. I said, let's keep it real. Um, alcohol was illegal. I mean, if the problem is street crimes and how crime goes up because of drugs and drug dealing. I said, you know, when prohibition happened, street crimes were higher surrounding alcohol because it was illegal and people were selling it black market. We know how it works. And I went through that whole thing. And as I'm going through my diatribe, I forget that I'm in a jury room because I'm like, I'm just talking now because I'm an idiot. And uh, and if you hear like a murmur over the courtroom, like, hmm, he's making a lot of sense, <laughs> right? God, so the- God. O-B-A-H, that's what happened to me. I sat down with all my stuff. 
And like I was shifted into the gear, into the seat, <clears throat> and then um, the prosecutor, no lie, I shift four different bags, sit down, and the uh, the the uh, the the, um, the prosecutor attorney stands up and goes, "I want to dismiss juror number 12. No lie, the judge busted out laughing, the whole room busted out laughing, everybody was like laughing, like ah, we knew this guy was not gonna make this jury. Yeah. It's like this guy's way too hardcore the other way. I think even the guy who's like up for however many years he's facing, he was like laughing about it too. It's like, damn it, I had one. <laughs> I had one. <laughs> so look, uh, I made it into the courtroom once too. And uh, and then the judge started asking me and I was thinking in the back of my head, what percentage of my real opinions do I give him until he dismisses me? It was like a game I was playing, right? And I'm like, if I gave him 20% right out of the gate, I'm gone. So it's not interesting, right? Like twenty percent mm-hmm. is like a tsunami of opinion for a juror. They'll never as as see you, right? Uh, I got kicked out at about two percent. Oh like, man! Wow! It's like dipping my toe in to what my opinions on. They're like, gone, get out, go. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me eighteen dollars to leave. <laughs> Hey, I know it's, it's Jank again. I just doubled back for my juror badge. If you could, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't forget to get your juror badges, everybody. They're going <laughs> to screw you. They're going to try to screw you. Not going to tell you about it. Juror number yeah. one eight two, Mister Shank Shank Uber, <laughs> you're relieved of duty. Um, all right. So this brings me uh, kind of uh, back to how we started, which is I decided to be on time. So I didn't, I wasn't sure until recently that that was a decision that I could make, okay? And so if you're thinking, duh, of course that's a decision you can make. Is it though? Because there's a whole camp that'll tell you, no, you're either a late person or you're an early person, right? And if you're a late person, you ain't ever gonna be early, okay? So just keep it real. Just move on with your life. Just know, hey, from now on, for the rest of my life, I'm late. Just factor that in and move on. Um, and it turns out, I, and I might have been, I might have been tempted to be in that category, in that group of people who thinks that it's immutable, right? But today I try to mute it uh, and see what happens. And I made it. I made it on time. I, I was normally so here. It's I had to report at. Okay, this is recall. If you're a, a viewer out there, some of you are screaming into the screen. You had to make it in by 1231. 1231. That was a weird time. Oh, that would have been a great trivia question. Okay. Anyways, um, and so normally I'd leave at 1250 <laughs> from my house, and it takes minimum 22 minutes, 23 minutes to get there. I've done the Google Maps on it. And and then I'd have to find parking and I'd be panicked and I'd be sweating and I'd park in a place that was $48 and I still wouldn't make it. And I was like, why don't, why don't I leave at 11.45? Google Maps is uh, 22 minutes, that'll put me there at 12.07. I'll have time to park and find a place that's a little bit cheaper, right? That turned into a fail, but anyway, uh, and and I'll get there nice and easy and I won't have to panic. And holy cow, that worked like a charm. You early people have it good. There was no stress at all. I was I was like lollygagging. I'm like, look at me strolling around, swinging my <laughs> arms around. I'm not even late. I haven't broken a sweat. 
I looked around for parking. I didn't find a great place, but hey, at least I looked around. When's okay. the last time you felt this, this feeling? 1987. Oh man. <laughs> so, is this? Are you guys late guys or early guys or neither? And then we'll we'll figure this whole thing out together. Mark, I was a really late guy, and uh, I mean it was. I think it was a pathology, honestly. I I, I really don't. Yes. I look back on it and and kind of am just ashamed of it. Sort of a, maybe that's an, an a stronger word than I need, but not happy with it. Maybe. And um, now I'm I'm on time. Yeah, I'm on time. I, I just uh, but I mean after a lifetime, really, I mean my whole life, I just you know ran late. Exactly what you do, which is like oh wow. Lunch starts in five minutes. I better get out of here. You know what I mean? And then you show up 20 minutes late or it's just, it's rude. It's bad, you know? Okay, can, this has turned into the first ever meeting of LA, uh, which is late anonymous. And so, hi, I'm Mark. I'm also, <laughs> I wanted to applaud. While you were talking, I wanted to applaud. I was like, Mark, we're all late, Mark. Hang in there, brother. It's gonna be better. Built some solidarity, like minded individuals. No, I, I'm I'm annoyingly on time. In fact, early. I'm the old man even at 16 years old was like, yo, if you're five minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. That was always my thing when I was a kid. So yeah, I'm annoyingly on time. I'm annoyingly like, hey, if I'm there early, I feel great. I'm the guy who goes to the airport before 9-11, before you have to go through extra security and take off the shoe and here's the belt and here's whatever that. I was the guy who would get there so early. I'm like, let me make sure I can get a chance to have a beer. Before I get on this plane, I'm gonna go to whatever restaurant is. I'm a, I go to my gate, scout out, make sure everything's on time. Google, we're good. Walk back to whatever nearest bar that I like where they have good beers. Drink it there, a big tall one, because I've got two hours. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. just sip it, watch whatever's on television, flip through my phone. I'm good to go. Stroll my ass back over to the uh, to the gate, chill out, and watch everyone start running right before the gate opens. Oh, I've been here for a yeah. very long time. No, can I just dig can I digress, Cenk, yeah. here for a second to follow up on that? This just happened. I was flying back east and I got to the airport super early because I was worried. I hadn't flown since COVID began. I didn't know how, what the delay would be. So I was there literally, I had two and a half hours. Okay. Just like JR. Got right through TSA, no problem. The guy checks my bag at the front. He and on the it says B45 on the bag, on the uh, ticket. Gives it to me and I, I'm cruising and I go down to B45. Maybe it was B14, whatever. I don't know if there are 45 gates or whatever, but it was B something. And I just sit there and there's no one at the gate yet. They don't even have the, you know, the name of the destination up there, Washington DC yet. They don't have it. And so I'm just kind of hanging out. And I start watching, you know, whatever on YouTube. <laughs> I'm then I'm reading a little bit because I've got two and a half hours to kill. It's like JR's thing. I got to order the beer, whatever. So now it's a bunch of time has gone by and I'll cut right to the action. It's supposed to leave at 5.15 this flight. It's five o'clock and there's still nothing around oh. the gate. Oh. And I'm going, this is kind of weird. And I go up to the United agent and they go, excuse me, I'm supposed to, I'm leaving for Washington DC. I'm supposed to be at this gate. And she does this one and says, sir, I'm helping somebody right now. Could you wait? And like, no, no, the flight's in 15, the flight's in 15 minutes. She, so then she looks and she said, oh, 
that gate's been changed. It was changed a long time ago. Oh. So I said, well, well, can you, she said, go to the customer service. So I run to customer services. Oh my God, they changed my gate and I didn't know about it. There was no announcement, nothing. She said, well, I think they've closed the door already. I said, you're kidding. I've been here for two years. She said, oh. run, go, go. Now I'm that guy that JR is talking about. Even though I was there two and a half hours earlier and I'm screaming with, the, with those, you know, I've got my rolling bag and my other carry on bag. I'm, and I'm screaming down, you know, through, it looks like some chase scene, you know, for an airport <laughs> film. And I'm blasting over to gate 14 now or whatever the F it was, it was like 20 gates down. And I pull up there and of course the line is, you know, extends out into the midway. I mean, I, I had time because it takes so long to board these flights now. But it was just what you're talking about, JR. It's you get there early, but sometimes when you have a pop too many or you're too chill about it, some Miss. stuff goes down. And they told me, we have no obligation to tell you if you don't have the app. Because I said to the guy, I said, well, how can you change the, the gate? I said, well, uh, we put it on the app. Don't you have the app? I said, no, I don't have the app. No, I said, well, no. you have the app, don't have the app, you, I, I, you know. So yeah. they they got to keep that open for in case your phone dies or maybe you don't use that stuff. They that's that's limiting. I don't get that. I mean, it's you'd crazy be, that they didn't announce it. Yeah, yeah. Really you'd be is. running up and I'll be the one sitting at the gate going, "List a hole. What an <laughs> idiot! <laughs> okay. He's not like me." <laughs> yeah, I, I have twenty eight things to say about all these stories. Number one, Mark, it really is your fault. You should have been on their Slack channel. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. How can you turn it back on me, guys? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you didn't notice that we made the gate change on Pinterest? <laughs> we moved the button from this fashionable to not fashionable. How did you not notice that? Okay. So, uh, but first, first order of business is we have to kick Jr. out of our late anonymous game. Yeah. Because he's wow. going to cause a lot of us to go into relapse. With all these stories about like hanging out and doing nothing, it made me want to be late again. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Do you do feel like you're killing a lot of time? Get the full that, airport really. experience. Maybe you want to check out. <laughs> That's the, the um, problem. I don't want the full airport experience. Yeah. No, but JR, here's the thing, right? <clears throat> I like the reason I don't want to hang out at two hours in the airport is not because I mind the airport. Whenever I'm forced to hang out at the airport, you're right. I go, I have a beer, I have a coffee in the morning, I have the time of my life. You know me. I mm -hmm. I'll listen to I'll read, I'll listen to music, I'll get to do things that I don't normally get to do. And so I'm I'm peachy keen at the airport, that's not the issue. The issue is the two hours I could have been somewhere else, right? <laughs> if it was in the morning, that's two hours I could have been sleeping, are you crazy? Yes. Like my bed is, as much as I like the airport, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm crazy enough to kind of like it, right? I like my bed 200 times more, okay? <laughs> And uh, and then if it's not in the morning, it's still like I gotta, you know me, I gotta call, I gotta do this. I tried interviewing people at the airport. At don't do that. No, don't do that. Uh, yeah, I, and so I'd be like, all right. So you, I see that you worked uh, previously. Boarding flight <laughs> to San Francisco. Calling Mark Thompson. Is he ever gonna come? <laughs> Mark Thompson, put down the beer. <laughs> okay, so that it turns out don't that's a bad idea. Um, so that's why I got to be somewhere else doing those calls. All right, uh, but I have a story just like yours, Mark. That's arguably even worse. So again, my crazy friend Bora, he's in America. He's <laughs> getting your flight. It's okay. Your flight's delayed, delayed two hours. So just don't worry about it. Go have lunch. Come back. <laughs> 
I mean, just like you guys, right? He's like, all right, what am I gonna do? He goes and has lunch and uh, and and it's he. I don't think in that story, I don't think he could see the gate. He's just like right around the corner, right? And because he's having lunch, he's at one of the restaurants. Okay, so it comes up to the gate. Though plenty in time, it's half an hour left. They're like, uh, sorry, sir, uh, the plane is gone. And he's like, what do you mean? Well, first of all, it's not gone because it's right there. I see it, right? And they're like, yes, but we've closed the door. Well, number one, that doesn't mean it's gone. Okay. <laughs> number two, you could reopen it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they're like, no. It is impossible to reopen it. Well, okay, I hear you under normal circumstances, except you told me that it was delayed two hours, and now you're telling me it's gone. They're like, yes, uh, there was a change. It turns out we could do it quicker. And he's like, how come you didn't do the announcement? They're like, we didn't. You should have known. Our Pinterest account. <laughs> <laughs> like, so no excuse. I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm kidding about the Pinterest account, but no excuse. Nothing, right? Did they He's really like, say you, they didn't say you should have known? They said they said well, we, we made an announcement. Or we what? changed, yeah. yeah. And it's so you, I don't know, figure it out, right? Yeah. And uh, and he's like, but you told like you specifically, no announcement, no nothing. So under these circumstances, we could turn the handle and open the door. We could do that. He's like, look, I like the gate, the tunnel is still there, everything is still there, right? And in fact, he might have even seen them close the gate, right? And he's like, "Whoa, what the hell is going on, right?" And of course, they wouldn't open the door. Yeah, they won't. Once that, by the way, I've been that same spot it was United Airlines, and I did see them close the door, and I was right there, and they would not reopen it for me. And that was one of the few times I lost it at the airport. I said, "This." I mean, I didn't use any uh, obscenities, but I raised my voice and said, "This is absolutely crazy." The, I literally just saw you close that door. You all you have to do is reopen it. The plane is right there. I've got to make this flight. I've got to, you know, they don't care. I mean, it's a, uh, you know. Yeah, but in, in this case, it was particularly egregious because they told them the wrong time. Right. right. And, and what they say, and they're high ground in that situation, because sadly, I've been in these situations a bunch of times, is, um, yeah, it's two hours delayed, but you should check back because they might, you know, it's always an elastic time. It's so, oh, great. Okay. Check back yeah. where? With the bartender? Check back at the, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Checking yeah, like back there's a guy over there walking ten gates down and checking with you, going, "No, it's still two hours delayed." Then ten gates back. Yeah, there's. They're like, "No, no, there's a guy over there having a a, a big beer. He knows. Just <laughs> check with him, okay? That guy's never gonna miss the flight. So just stick with him, okay? Uh, all right. Last thing on the this. indignities at, at, the, at airports. I know everybody's got a story. Everybody watching, you all have stories, and you probably have stories that crush these stories in turn. But the indignities that you suffer. And you have to sit there and try to be pleasant because yelling does you no good. It's definitely a bad thing. Once in a while, you just you know pop, but in general, it's just like one humiliation after another, and you just have to take it. Yeah, as usual, I don't, and that's why uh, people might remember my rage at the airport uh, <laughs> video and story and all that stuff. But by the way, that was yelling with a purpose, and that does happen sometimes. Uh, I, I was almost throwing my self on my my own sword, right? Because once you raise your voice, you're a goner, right? Yeah. Everybody knows that. But it was driving me crazy that we could all see the plane and they were pretending it didn't exist. So I got everybody the plane, uh, but they did kick me out. So <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the story of my life. Well, that is I, fairly heroic. I got everybody the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, super last thing to, to your point, Mark. 
Um, I was in Canada. Some of you might have heard this story, but I don't, I don't think you guys have. I was in Canada. It takes forever to get to the front of the line. It's an hour and 15 minutes before the flight. At least I made it. And they're like, no, sir, in Canada, it's not an hour before the flight. You got to check in your bag an hour and 15 minutes before the flight. And I'm like, yes, but it's an hour and 15 right now. We're going to be okay. And she's like, you'll never make the gate. It's Calgary. The gate was right there. Okay. There's like four gates, and I could take like five steps and get to the gate. She's like, "Sir, you'll never make it." <laughs> By the way, it wasn't just because I was checking in luggage. Guy comes up behind me, going to San Francisco. His gate's also right there. He's not checking in any luggage. She gives him the same line, "Sir, you'll never make it." That's insanity. <laughs> it's just insanity. It was like the only bad like downside to Canada I've ever seen. All right, uh, listen, we got a whole nother uh, one of these episodes, for better or for worse. Uh, if you like a talk show about nothing, man, have you come to the right place. <laughs> so uh, sign up, become a member. And in the second episode, we curse, oftentimes gratuitously. So tyt.com slash join, or if you're on YouTube, hit the join button below the video. We'll see all of you members, we'll see you there in a minute. Thank you, Mark Thompson, J.R. Jackson with you guys. Uh, you caught me uh, Googling the Mark Thompson show on YouTube. Uh, and uh, that's what I was doing. I'm doing, gonna do it right now as we speak here. I put it into the Google search, the Mark Thompson show. And boom, I get it. I, I get it right away. And you know what I do once I'm here? I hit the subscribe button. I was going to say it when we did originally. I pressed, I typed in the mark and everything else came up. Wow. I'm just saying. You know how long that took? About four seconds. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, it's almost fun. You're like, no, am I really going to get the <laughs> Mark Thompson show? Because, like, because Mark Thompson is such a name, it's such a like generic name. Yes. And so you're like, it's almost a fun game. You're like, like if you put in the Shank Uber show, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get the Shank Uber show, right? <laughs> but if you turn put in the Mark Thompson show, you don't know what you're gonna get. It turns well, out you get the Mark Thompson show. The Mark Thompson show, uh, you do have to put the V in there. As usual, there's something quirky, and it's that there's a Mark Thompson show that is a Christian ventriloquist, I think, and, and that's great. <laughs> of course. And by the way, I mean, of I really course. mean, I'm not even making fun. Like, that's a cool thing, I think. Um, Let us but make fun. I, it's not my show, so it doesn't <laughs> do me any good. So it's the Mark Thompson show on YouTube. Just subscribe. I don't care whether you watch. I want you to watch and say I don't care. But I'm saying I don't want you to feel obligated to watch. Just subscribe if you would, please, on YouTube. This is an unbelievable coincidence. But if you put in the Shank Uger show, you get a Polish juggler. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> Christian ventriloquist. Yeah. You can't make that up. That's hilarious. No, that's pretty strong. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I actually, for my birthday, I wanted him to come perform, but they haven't been able to put it together. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, no. I just, I love. I mean, if I had, I, I just love the idea of somebody being like, "Hello, everybody. Jesus saves." <laughs> You know, you're making fun, Jank, but Christians need ventriloquism also. Yeah. <laughs> Do they? Do they? Does anybody need it? Okay. Uh, that's such an old timey like art slash entertainment. Like 
you know who uh, had tons of ventriloquists? Vaudeville. Like vaudeville was Did littered they? with ventriloquists, mm-hmm. right? Um, so and vaudeville, let's be honest, was was not that good. Um, they didn't have movies. <laughs> well, not they didn't have movies. Let's be honest about it. Yeah. So yeah. let's keep it real. <clears throat> no one. Well, okay. Me. Is vaudeville a place? Is it like a, 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 a on the map, or is it like Broadway? Is like you know, it's the venue. We know what Broadway is, but is vaudeville like an era, a place on the map, or like the way Broadway so, is like the thing? So JR, I would like to speak with authority without knowing anything. Mm-hmm. That okay. I just want to establish that <laughs> old school. Just want to set the table on that. But I never thought about that because Broadway is on Broadway, technically. Mm-hmm. You know, in New York, it's also on many other streets, but it started on Broadway. Wall Street is actually on a street called Wall. So right. those things are right. So I never once considered, hey, I wonder if vaudeville is also a place. But it's a it's mainly a state of mind for Awkward, boring, old entertainment. It was a style of entertainment. <laughs> it was Mark a style. I'm more cha- I'm more charitable toward it uh, <laughs> because it was at the time that was like really big time entertainment. You know. Um, anyway, it's it's a kind of live entertainment. They used to travel all the, over the country, so it's not a place. It's mm-hmm. it's a style of entertainment, and there okay. were comedians and I generally entertainers, performers, just like variety uh, sort of entertainment. Um, but there were no, you know, talking movies. So there were no. There was radio, but there was no television. You know, well, I don't think it's yeah. quite fair to lift our leg all over them because the truth is, I'm sure <laughs> they'd come back and they go, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me that people sit around and they watch a bunch of people talking about, you know, whatever. I mean, that's and that's entertainment. Okay, and you guys are crapping on us. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. If if people of that era came back and they heard this old school podcast. Or they watched it. I mean, it's nothing to watch. It's just us. I mean, JR's good looking and and, and Mark's good looking, to be fair. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. But, All right. Yeah, All right and, uh, Thanks for throwing me in. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing about me. I better mention Mark, otherwise, you could take it as an insult. It was, uh, <laughs> I'll stipulate to the fact that JR is handsome. The aging yes. process is happening. So let's keep it real. Let's, we don't yeah. have to even do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're a good looking older old. man, JR. That's what we wanted <laughs> to say. So yeah. there's things I can't get out of my head because they're so funny. You know, me and my wife, we watch, this is an aside, we watch Bridgerton. What isn't on Old School, by the way? We watch Bridgerton. And my wife was obsessed with that incredibly good looking guy's forehead being too wrinkly. I remember this, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And she's like, nah, what? She's like, I can't stare at anything but the wrinkles. Like, how do you guys even watch the show? Look at how wrinkly his head is. These are normal wrinkles, like regular frown lines? Yeah, it's regular frown lines. It's nothing extraordinary. Okay, no, literally no one on planet Earth other than my wife noticed it. But so anyway. did you go to the bathroom after and go, oh my God, how much does she complain about my head? No, no, the funny thing is I have a giant scar on my forehead. Never bothered me. <laughs> like it blends in so people forget, but I do, look. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, I'm the original Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, it's the Bridgerton <laughs> starter kit, really. Right, yeah. right, right, right. They're like, well, this is good to experiment on. It's good to experiment on. It's like one of those, like, you know, was that game with the doctor thing and you couldn't touch it? Oh, yeah, Operation. Operation, yeah. Operation. I'm like the Operation of Bridgerton. (laughs) (laughs) Starter kit, starter kit. Anyway, um, so so, uh, 
I totally forgot what we're on. <laughs> there was like three things. You, you, you and your wife watching Bridgerton oh, yeah. a lot. No, no, that was the side. There was like, okay. three, oh, you mean before you got to that part? Jesus. Yeah. Oh, we had vaudeville. Oh, vaudeville. Of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if those, the people that lived back then, just tune into the old school podcast, which is literally a show about nothing, they would be like, honey, you've got to <laughs> see this. This is amazing. These guys kick Vaudeville's ass. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be just the opposite. It would be where are the jokes? I don't see. There's no Absolutely. setup. There's no payoff. There's no like, premise. These guys. We're watching these guys ramble. Yeah, it's this is ridiculous. This is absolute a colossal waste of time. They would have just the opposite view. They'd be like, none of you are even stuck in an invisible box. You're all talking. Like, there's no. Where's the mime? Where's the mime? This is just crap. Okay. Imagine what they would think of TikTok. Oh God! Well, can okay, you imagine so bringing them back from the, you know, past to the present? Somehow, you know, reanimating them, and the first thing they're exposed to is TYT old school. <laughs> but boy, you talk about a bad—that was just a bad beam down. You know, just a little <laughs> bit over. Even the main show, I think, would be better for them than the, uh, you know, hundred percent. No, no, they their heads would explode. There has because they'd be yeah. like, oh my God, why has entertainment deteriorated this much? Okay. And the reason they would think that is because back in the day, things were more formal, right? Like people would get dressed up to go to the show and stuff. And here's two schleps just in front of a camera, go blah, 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 right? And they'd be like, oh, it's, where's the, you know, where's the format? Where's the juggler? Like they wouldn't, right? They exactly. Wouldn't like that's what, that's what Jenks, right? Though they would be, it's about, Set up punchline, MC, juggler, dancer, singer. It's kind of like America's Got Talent, you know. It's a, yeah. a little mini America's Got Talent. Yeah. And they toured the country. They toured, you know, that was it. Yeah. Pavilions. Yeah. And 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 people were so used to that that like even older relatives in Turkey. Sometimes when I told them that I went into media, they would say, "Do you dance?" Mm. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> You've ever seen Jake Uga dance? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, no, that's Dave Rubin for Tucker Carlson and all those guys. That's a different thing. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, no, but I hear you on all that stuff. But come on, come on. Like, look, I'm sure uh, like the first time somebody went to France and saw the mime or whatever, and they were like, oh, honey, you'll never believe this. There's a guy who doesn't talk. And there's a guy who pretends things are there when they're not there. And then the wife asked, so why'd you watch him? And his answer would be, because movies haven't been invented yet, right? Because like once you invent the movie, every mime is instantly out of business. Like it, it took no time at all. They were chapter 11 that night. Okay. First, movie gets, <laughs> first movie gets put out on a projector, you see it on the screen, everybody's like, Fuck the mimes! Fuck the mimes! <laughs> it's like start shouting in the streets. They got out. They're lucky to get out of there alive after movies came. There's got there's mimes left somewhere in entertainment. They're still mimes. They always will be, regardless of how much work they may get. But I need to know. Someone out there has to know either of a mime how this whole works and someone who still does it and maybe thrives. Who knows? The fact that we don't go. Remember that whole that old um uh that whole idea of a mime. It's not there. They still exist. There's still a form of entertainment where people say, I'm gonna be a mime. And at some point along their entertainment career, they go there. I would love to know who a mime is. Have you ever thought about that? 
Yeah. No one, no yeah. one knows a person who is a mime. Yeah, it's it, because, look, I know a juggler. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy story. Start. I know a juggler. I know one. Okay, <laughs> and he's never, in my experience, I I don't know him too too well, but I I I definitively know him though, and I have seen him tell other people that he's a juggler. And the shame of that moment is indescribable. And so, like, so, like, even if you're a mime, do you tell people you're a mime? Is that a thing you tell people? Well, I suppose you can't, could you? But you can. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're really you're pushing it all together. There was a juggler who was pretty famous. He was on the Tonight Show a bunch of times, and he did a bunch of corporate gigs. He probably, I mean, I'm sure he was a millionaire. Michael something was his name, and. Um, he was in another class of entertainer than you know mimes. I kind of am accepting what your general premise is, which is that it's hard to make a living being only a mime. Like you know, I don't know what, but as a kind of a subset of I don't know theater or something. I suppose that way. it's a kind of it's a kind of theater, right? But there was that guy Marcel Marceau in the seventies, or I think you know he was yeah. another one. He was a millionaire also, big in France. Came over here. His daughter, I think, is a big actress, Sophie Marceau. Yeah, All right, look, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of mime Yo. facts, but there you go. I, the yeah. five I just searched mime entertainment on Google. The five best mimes to for hire in Los Angeles from Gig Salad. Also, here's an ad from Airtasker. Find a local mime artist near you. You know I what? There no are, that, there's artistry. That you know what? I I, I stand with my mimes. I'm serious. It's an art. <laughs> There's artistry to it, and I'm sure that it's evolved from whatever you think it is. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't. You're don't miming know. right now, aren't you, Jeff? You're miming <laughs> right gonna now. I'm going to tell you guys. Yeah. They're here for parties, festivals, events, and private functions, or anything else. They said. Here's the here's some good parts. Up to 50% cheaper than franchise dealers. Hmm. Also, no job too big or too small for a mime. Surprisingly, they're willing to take anything. And uh, uh, same day or next day service is also available. This is like Amazon Prime, bro. Order, they'll be there by six o'clock the next day. Well, should we order one to get here by the end of? <laughs> You know, uh, there is too much uh, dumping on mimes here for my to my comfort. I think yeah. it's, it's there's artistry to it. I just read what the website. Is. Yeah, no, uh, I hard no hard pass on all of this. Uh, now let's break it down. Okay, let's be fair. Um, so, uh, look, guys, there's the politically correct stuff, and then there's the real stuff. So first of all, yeah, they had a juggler on the Tonight Show. You know why? Because Johnny Carson was like vaudeville adjacent. So I get it, okay. like don't freak out. There's wonderful comics on Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was a legend. I got it, right? But well, he was a comedy was, juggler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, yeah. But he yeah, was okay. All right. He was a bridge. He was a transition from old timey comedy to new comedy. He was. Okay. Right. And so that's why, of course, you'd see a juggler on a Tonight Show. I mean, you can't put a mime on there because it's TV. Like you gotta. At some point, you got to say something, right? Did you ever see the guy? Sorry for that digression, but you know they always talk about spinning plates. There were literally guys. This is right out of vaudeville, Jr. They were spinning plates, so they have a bunch of these plates, and they'd be spinning on sticks, and they'd spin them in their hands, and then they put them down, and they bop, bop, yeah, bop, 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 and I've seen that. that come on, and there's some music playing in the background. Come yeah. on. That's no. pretty cool, Jack. Don't nope. shake your head at me nope. like that was cool. Oh. First of all, so this will make your point for you, Mark. Uh, but it'll also make my point for me. Uh, 
vaudeville still exists. Vaudeville is now Cirque du Soleil. That's right, I agree with that. Okay, yep. and so I have the same question uh, to vaudeville that I do to Cirque du Soleil. I see it, I'm amazed by Cirque du Soleil. And then I ask the simple question, why? Like, why are we juggling all those plates? Why are you jumping on one wheel of your bicycle all around the stage? And then like jumping over people's heads with one wheel of your bicycle. Like I looks kind of extraordinary, it's fascinating, but why? Because whoever's watching is like, I can't do that. No, really that's a, but that is, that's artistry. That really is artistry. You know, those people are, they're gymnasts, they're artists, they're performers. It, it, they're live performers, I've got mad respect for them. No, it breaks down into two buckets. Fairest man in America, so I'm not throwing away, you know, the baby with the bathwater. We keep the baby. We keep the baby. <laughs> okay, I'm not interested in the baby, but we're keeping it anyway. Okay. <laughs> so the the bathwater is most of the stuff that vaudeville used to do, and old timey entertainment used to do, that with TV and movies was just not interesting enough. Period. Period. That's what people don't want to say, but it's everybody knows it's true. You know what we used to do in the 1700s and 1800s? We'd get together around a fire and we'd read poetry to one another. Okay, now I know what everybody's gonna say because we're all do-gooder lips. Oh, that's a good thing. We we should go back to doing that. Deaf poetry never, jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know why you're not gonna get people in mass? You can get you know, you can you know, get your grandkids to do it once, right? You can get your kids to do it maybe, you know, once, max twice. But you know why we're not gonna go back to it in mass? Because it's just not entertaining enough. Okay, like Thanos is infinitely more interesting. Okay, I know you hate it, but it's true. It's a fact, it's a fact. I've got ticket sales to show it, right? You do a movie where they just read poetry around a fire corner and I'll compare it to Thanos and Endgame and see how it does. So now we don't <laughs> like that. A lot of folks who are intellectual and smart don't like those facts, but they're still facts. And uh, now that's the bathwater. The baby is, yeah, jumping around on one tire while spinning plates. It's amazing. It's not for me. It's a, it's, it's someone else's baby. It's not my baby. Okay? <laughs> okay. But I can see why people would be like, oh, that's athletic. That's okay. Oh, no one won. There was no goals. There was no touchdowns. There's no points. There's no drama. We don't know why any of it happened, but they love it. I, I mean, that's super genuine. They're not bullshitting. They're not frou frou. They go to a Cirque du Soleil show and they're like, oh my God. Did you see what he did with that notepad? But, but, but wait a minute, <laughs> the only other thing I'll say is there is a special magic to live entertainment. And when you go out for a live entertainment show, there is something that happens. There is an electricity and a vibe that you don't get at a theater, you don't get in movies. I don't care what Marvel film you're going to, the, the reality is you film can be evocative of a bunch of other emotions, but live entertainment is a special kind of dynamic that I think exists independent of that. I agree. I can agree with that. It's, it's, it's the reason why people still go to concerts. You know, you can download the music on any of your any device that you'd like and listen to it in its full recording, full uh, a nice sound, but you still go out and see the artist perform at your favorite venue. It just happens. No, I, I don't. don't I, I yeah, I generally don't. But when I'm forced to, I'm, it's one of those things where you get there and you're like, oh, I didn't. You've know heard this. that people do, is what you guys are saying. And then once you're there, you're like, this is actually awesome, right? It's it's good once you're there. You just don't want to me. I don't want right. to start that process. It is when it's there. What I don't get, 
and this is what no one agrees with me on is why then do we record that live venue or a show which you said Mark has an energy has electricity you feed off each other in the crowd it's like a it's a call and response to that performer that you feel like you have a connection to because you've listened to this damn album your whole since this damn thing came out 15 years ago it's classic oh I'll play that one song it reminds me when I was in high school all that stuff it's like all this energy involved what I don't effing get is then afterwards someone sells a live uh recording of this live event as a recording so I can then listen to the live version of what people got in person, which was the whole point of fucking going to this thing. I was about to censor myself. I don't get live music recordings that you should then listen to in your house when you can listen well, to the better version. Would you version like me to answer this jank or do you want to take it? And I'd not be happy. Get, and not to get interrupted constantly by people going, whoa. So when the, when the song starts, the beginning, the first seven seconds of the song, when the artist goes, Starts whatever music plays or, or maybe says the first lyric. Everybody goes, I'm like, why am I listening to this? I can't hear the music anymore. All I hear is people having fun and I wasn't there. When did you Don't become this craggly old guy? <laughs> Let me tell you, I look for live 19. tracks. I, I, I look for those albums that are live albums because there is a different interpretation of the music, even with the audience throughout it and the audience cheering is a piece of the dynamic that I'm talking about. So you actually enter, are I can't entertained. I know for you, it, it it lands poorly. But for me, it's like, wow, it just sounds so cool. Plus they riff in ways that they don't on the album or they riff in ways that they haven't on the recorded tracks. I can see I, I really get both watching shows uh, that, that have been recorded on YouTube or wherever. Stage or, shows, right? Yeah, stage shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, look yeah. at Live Aid. You can go back and look at Live Aid. That's a great thing yeah. to, to say, like, well, Live Aid, sorry. I mean, I wasn't there and I don't need to see it. It's just a bunch of people cheering over the music. I can't believe it. it you didn't I mean Queen entertaining. Uh, you know, these are legendary bands who performed in yeah. legendary venues. I would have loved, to, I would love to have been there. If I'm not there, eh. it's, I mean, no. you're, not, you're not at the Super Bowl, but you still watch no. it on TV. No, it was, it was better when I was there. <laughs> Look, I, I'm. You guys are gonna be shocked to find out that in this conversation, I'm going to be extreme in all directions. Okay, so number one, um, I forget the live recording, and Jr. can't hear the the song. That's why I don't go to concerts because when you're live, you can't hear. I'm like, hey, guys, hey, you want to quiet down? I can't even hear what he's saying. What's he singing, right? Everyone's, I'm like, how are we supposed to hear this thing? But I'm All part right. of the one screaming. At least I'm part of the the nuisance. Yeah, no, but that's even worse. I've said this many times on old school, but I mean, going to a concert to me is the most awkward thing in the world. Like, oh, I'm always like, are we supposed to dance? I'm so nervous about like that's awkward. That that Jenks right about that. I mean, I feel so 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 self conscious about getting up. Because there are people behind me, and it's just like, um. yeah. And I, I'm like, I when I was younger, I was forced into pretending I wanted to dance, and like, well, you know that song. And if your friends don't dance, they're no friends of mine. When I heard that song, even as a kid, I was like, well, then I'm no friend of yours. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you, big guy. Okay, so now it's not that I don't dance. I, I, you know, get me drunk, go put me in a wedding. We're gonna have some fun. Okay. But I dance at my own pace when I want to and when I'm incredibly intoxicated, okay? So 
But when I go to a concert and we're all supposed to dance as if we feel it, but I don't feel it. Like then you go to a Paul. I remember I went to a Paul Simon. Oh uh, come on, concert. bro! And I'm like, I, the whole every song. I'm like, looking around. Are they dancing? Are they dancing? Are they dancing? I don't know. How do you dance to this thing? You can't. But I'm like, how do you dance to Sound of Silence? <laughs> it's like, it's like the Mimes National Anthem. <laughs> yeah, Sounds of Silence is the one I go out, I, I go out to the bathroom on. But uh, I come back <laughs> and I went to that Paul Simon show. This was uh, not that long ago, about five years ago. And I was I'm not a big fan of Sounds of Silence. Like I just heard it too many times by now. But the some of the other songs he does, man, they, they brought me to tears. I mean, there's something about the way he performs and the music in your life. It's what you were doing. It's evocative of a moment in your life. And okay. so those live shows, that one in particular, because you mentioned Paul Simon, man, that hit me. And yet, you know, I looked over at the person I was with, and she was not totally affected as dramatically as was I, you know. Oh, so. that, but that, no, but that's the thing, though. Then we get shamed, us, us guys who are, <laughs> us who are not into concerts, because we're not weeping. People are like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so don't cry at all. On I see, song. yeah, the shame. So don't I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not moved by it. I, so, yeah. Uh, well, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to be moved by it. No, nah, nah, you, you know, you you concert goers, <laughs> you know, you shame, you know, you shame. Jake, okay. this is the thing. You have to ask the producer on the main show. Um, um, <laughs> concerts every every week. Like every time I see anything, Kate. Anytime she posts anything, I don't know if I should say her name, but every time, all I see is concerts, concerts, concerts. I'm like, man, she loves her some concerts, which I get. Again, there I get in venue. I totally get, and I'm sure she'll tell you the real reasons why. She might convince you because I think that's got to be the most concert goer person I've ever seen in my life. Uh, if if I if I had it my way, I would probably attend zero concerts the rest of my life. Um, I, I might not have it my way. I might get you know tricked into it by you guys or whatever, but or a loved one or something. <laughs> be like, we're going to a football game and then taking yeah. the Staples for a concert. Yeah, you got it, but you got to like. It's got to be like old school, the movie where you pull up with the pantyhose over your face in a van <laughs> and you throw me into it. I'm not going voluntarily, uh, but but that's the baby. That's solidly the baby. People love concerts. It's just not my baby, right? So I get that there's parts of vaudeville, etc. I get it, but uh, but at the same time, fuck the mimes. Okay, <laughs> so look, uh, the folks, some folks say, oh yeah, like the. The old silent movies, those are actually the best form of art. Then why did they stop doing them the minute the first one came out where they could actually hear people? Because nobody wants to hear a non-speaking movie when they could just go to a speaking movie. It's just a tech difference. It's there has just to be a buffer. So I think it's, there's the nostalgia of, oh, remember those old classics? Let's look at how they did it and the artistic nature of how they conveyed the message without sound. Not that they prefer it, but they like they like that artist that artistic form of what no, they had no. to do with what they had. No, that's not even a babe. That's bathwater. I don't believe them. <laughs> I don't believe them. If you tell me, oh, I love the way that mime talks, I don't believe you. Uh, when you tell me yeah. like the, the 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 like, I get that you appreciate. The art that they pulled off under their limitations. Mm -hmm. Okay, baby. Okay, you tell me it's better than a talking movie. Bathwater. Well, that okay. no one's going to say it's better than a talking movie. People are going to say this is a this is a great silent film. It's like saying, uh, it's like recommending an action film to you and just going, this is a great 
action movie. And you're saying, well, it's a great action movie, but it's not better than this movie, which is full of message and emotion. And well, it's not that it's better, it's just different. It's an action movie, it's an action adventure. I thought you'd like it. No, I was expecting Jake to be in that. Nope. Response. Every every talkie is by definition better <laughs> than a movie where it doesn't talk. I don't know what, uh, what it better means, so just a better experience, you mean? Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. You could have a silent movie that's better than some crappy, crappy movie that somebody made that where they talk and you're like, please go back to silent, right? Uh, so I and it could be way more artistic. I get that too, but in general, you should talk. Oh, in of course, you're right. I mean, look by by look by, by definition, talkies talkies as they call them, talking film films with sound are better because. The industry evolved to that place. It wouldn't have evolved to that place if it weren't better. They would have gone, well, that's great. Everybody can talk and be heard, but who wants that? We like the yeah. piano player in the front playing a bunch of music with like sparse dialogue flashed on the screen for four seconds. Now, who could possibly argue that that's better than a film with all of these magical immersive sounds and dialogue? Yeah, of course you're right, Shank. Uh, look, I thought that I was uh, relieved from jury duty. But it turns out I rest my case. <laughs> I've been I've been in that court the whole time. I, I really I hate to say it, counselor, but I don't think there was much of a debate on that. I mean, that you know. <laughs> Have you guys ever actually watched a full-on silent movie from beginning to end? Oh, so that's a great question, uh, Jr. So uh, there's two answers to that. First of all, when I was in Turkey, remember I'm ancient, and and Turkish television barely existed uh, when I was growing up in uh, in the 70s. And then later in the 80s, but in the 80s I was here. And so they would send over old stuff to Turkey. So we would get Dallas and Battlestar Galactica oh. like a year, sometimes two years after it aired in America. So, but and news didn't travel at all. So when JR got shot, all of Turkey was like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like they no, that was spoiled for no one. Online, there was no online, so it was like, so there was, we didn't have any spoiler alert issues or anything. But that also meant that some of the comedies they sent over were literally silent movies. So it would be like, who's that Lloyd guy? You guys remember? Oh yeah, uh, um, uh, for, uh, some, yeah, I know who you're talking comic. about. Yeah, some silent era comic. And he'd go, bloop, 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 and then there'd be the piano, bing, 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 and then they would put the words, and then he would just stumble and stuff. Yeah. And and in Turkey, there's a saying: bad humor is called American humor. Okay, and there's a reason for that. One is because when we we're growing up, we thought American humor was a bunch of guys who couldn't talk. Harold Lloyd, right? Harold, Harold, Harold Lloyd. That's Harold Lloyd. Yeah, that's I just okay. looked him up. And then know. this, and secondarily, we'd get like American sitcoms, and we're like, it culturally, it's so different. You had no idea why he was sending his wife to the moon, right? <laughs> to the moon, Alice. You're like, why? Where's she? How? <laughs> like, we didn't get it at all. So, like, if you make a bad joke, you're like, you get a lot of American humor over here. Okay. But there were some great, there were some great uh, silent uh, comedies. Uh, Again, for the time, like Buster Keaton was tremendous, Charlie Chaplin was tremendous, I guess. I mean, again, so what you're into, Laurel and Hardy were the, you know, they were part of the talkies movie. I think they expand the, the two. But yeah, they were of a time. I mean, you know, once people start speaking and you can hear them over in the other, you know, film, 
that's probably the film that you're going to opt for, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. But that's funny that that's funny that Turkey was a little behind. So you would you say they were a decade behind? It depended. It, you know what? What it depended on. As soon as I say, it, you're gonna say, get it instantly. Uh, whatever the American movie studios could sell to Turkey. I so see. they're like, oh, you you want uh, you know um, what was it? Hardy and Laurel and Hardy. Laurel right? and Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that costs you like twenty liras. Uh, well, how much does the, the 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 Lloyd guy who can't talk? How much does that cost? Five liras. <laughs> Okay, I'll take the the Lloyd. He's good enough. Okay, they're not gonna get it anyway. Okay, but oh, I that's great. We got, but it's funny you say that Laurel and Hardy because since I'm a you know I'm not the youngest guy in the world anymore. But also since Turkey was in a time war, it's like I it feels like I grew up in the 30s because <laughs> because I remember when Laurel and Hardy came to Turkey and people were like, whoa, these guys are amazing. They can talk. Okay, <laughs> and so now, mind you, other shows are talking. Dallas is talking, Battlestar Galactica is talking. But for comedy, since they were used to the Lloyd dude, and I don't know why we couldn't get the high-end Charlie Chaplin stuff. We always got that Lloyd guy, okay? And since they were used to Greg Lloyd, uh, they when they got Laurel <laughs> and Hardy. Lloyd. Well, they were, since they were used to the Steelers linebacker, uh, when they got when they got uh, Laurel and Hardy, they're like, "Oh man, American humor is on its way up." Okay, but now, Jr. To the more to the point of your question, you guys remember that movie that won the Oscar? Uh, oh yeah, um, fifteen years ago or something. Uh, yeah, it was, they did uh, a silent movie. And all the frou frou intellectuals in Hollywood gave it the Oscar when it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so <laughs> since they got an Oscar, I'm like, all right. And then Ben's like forcing me, he's like sticking me. He did like a doll and sticking it with needles, like, ah, watch it, ah, classic movies, ah, right. And so, and so I turned it on. And me and Wendy were like, and Wendy was psyched because she's like, oh, I got the Oscar and it looks cool, it looked cool, right? And we got about five minutes in and we looked at each other like, so they're not going to talk the whole movie, okay? And then we're like, all right, let's give it another shot. Let's let's keep going. And about ten minutes in, we're just like, I can't, we can't. And then Wendy totally pulled the plug when she goes, look at his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to have at least have a clean. You're not going to talk at least have a clean forehead, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I I don't get it. And 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 as you said. <clears throat> I'm willing to be wrong about this. I'm not artistic at all, as far as visual, especially filmmaking. But I, I just don't get it. There's there's many of those, as you said, they they had to prop this movie up and be like, it's amazing creation, silent, and uh, you guys should watch it because it's a it's a it's a, a theatrical masterpiece. It's like I get it. That's for someone else. I literally would not have given it the five minutes. It was you know a throw. Do? That was a throwback type of thing. That's all it was. It was a throw. It was a, what we can do using the art of the past. Yeah. What that was, I thought. I just couldn't make it. If you put it on right now and said, "Here, I'll give you a thousand dollars." Well, I'll make it through with that. Give me a hundred eighty dollars. <laughs> you either I don't know that I make it. Either watch the film or you do jury duty. No, okay. I don't know, that's man. it. I get good stories out of jury duty. <laughs> I do. So I, I think I picked jury duty. I'm not even kidding. Same amount of time. <laughs> that um, was Jr. You're onto something, though. We did that the wrong way. We offered him. We should have said you have to sit through blank. 
in order to get out of jury yeah. duty, and then you make it whatever. This that I, that's a next time we do this, that's where we're going to have to figure yeah, it. Yeah. It's going to be a different formula. Except next else. time we do this, we're going to be doing a silent podcast. <laughs> it's a new art form. New art form. Here's a new art thing they should try: concerts with no dancing allowed. How come nobody ever does that? That's a twist. Okay. How about uh, concerts with only dancing allowed? Everybody up, 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 up. Th you know what? One That's someone else's baby. What was the movie with uh, JR? What was the film where the guys at the door with the cards that it's been now spoofed a million times? Is that Love Actually or something? One of them where the like he shows playing up cards? No, with the big like cue cards, and they all saying, oh, "I love that? you." Whatever, you, you know what I'm talking One about? Thing I remember. No, oh I yeah, 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 yeah. Jake might I, have seen this one. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, it was like a. Familiar. It was like a movie based in in England. Uh, it, oh, not Notting Hill, but yeah, that was something. And now it's been used in every commercial. And, oh, really? And, and yeah, sketches yeah. It was like from the nineties, maybe, or something like that. It was probably yeah, from the 90s. It was. I don't think it was yeah. maybe maybe it was. I think so. I think it was. But I mean, that's basically a silent. Right, that whole thing is that people are just reading it. There's no dialogue, right? The no, but that's like door. a cute little plot trick. Anyways, okay, before we run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dismiss my plot trick. How dare you? Not buying it. Not buying it. Um, okay. <laughs> so before before we run out of time. Um, I'm very entertained I, by Jank tonight. I don't know why particularly. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm like a... I'm like an internet version of a mime. People are like, I don't know why I'm entertained by it. I, I kind of like it. it. Yeah. And I am trapped in this box called the internet. And he will show up tomorrow to do another show as soon as you ask. He'll be there. Oh, that's right. You think I'm gone? I'm not gone. <laughs> you should turn on the internet. I'll be there. Um, so uh ironically, going back to the conversation about being early, I think that it's for most people, it is, it does feel genetic. It feels like you're kind of you know, Mark, you used the word that I I forgot already, but um, but about that it felt like you couldn't help it, right? Yeah, and there's a pathology to it, is what I said. Pathology to it. Mm. Whereas Jr. is an early person, you don't have to force him to be early. He's early by nature, right? Which was funny enough, the uh, the the uh, vaudeville version of naughty by nature. It was just less <laughs> interesting. Early by nature, absolutely. Mm. Way more boring. <laughs> Naughty by nature, interesting. Early by nature, yeah, okay, I, I guess. Good to have you. Anyway, so, um, but I think I can make a change. So, and 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 I and the reason that I was always late to everything, maybe it's a little bit by nature. I'm sure that's at least a significant chunk of it. But also because I I'm forced by my 18 jobs to be hyper ridiculously efficient. So I'm all I never eat lunch, just eating lunch. I'm always yeah. on a call, I'm emailing, I'm reading, etc. That's an obvious example, but like I'm constantly ironically juggling. Okay. And so by the way, I noticed that in the members section, I started a juggler revolution. There's like a revolt going on right now from like good like here, I'll read you some of them. Good for that. Good for them. I'm with you, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> right. Kane Monster. I used to juggle. That was a vaudevillian thing. Jr. Vaudeville is a more style of a performance. Lori B. 75. One of my best friends is a juggler. Uh, he goes to juggler conventions. Never assume something is gone. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Right on, Lori. 
As yeah. you've noticed, nobody said they know a mime. I'm yeah. telling you, I, I, I'm with the mimes though, that's also an art form. How dare it you is. guys with your <laughs> talking movies and your YouTube. Oh my God. But but the the moment that 2022 didn't know it needed was when at the end the re revolution works. And, and I admit I'm a juggler. Uh, <laughs> it's just that I don't juggle plates or oranges. I, I, I juggle my schedule. Yes. I juggle a thousand to do tasks. Uh, and if you saw my to do list, you'd be like, oh, wow, that, that actually might be a thousand. I've caught a <laughs> glimpse of it and it stresses me out just looking at it. Yeah, and so uh, that is part of the juggling, by the way, watching them, you as an audience member stress, oh my God, how are they doing? I've seen guys juggle chainsaws, I've seen them juggle you know, three different objects, one's really heavy, two are not that heavy. I mean, it's really, I love juggling. Of course, I think I'm more drawn to all that stuff. I love magic, that, I mean, all the stuff that's, Done there on a stage, as I say, that's live theater. I just think it's really a lot of fun. So I, I, I'm going to meet all the jugglers and mimes after this. Get in touch <laughs> with me on the Mark Thompson show, and we'll uh, we'll have a I don't know a little mini convention or something. I can't wait. I'm glad I'm subscribed. Subscribe. I can't wait. <laughs> Look, if hey Mark, if you said to me a mime is going to call in, I'm there. I'm there with bells on. <laughs> I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Yeah, you need there bells. You go. Somebody I'm going to surprise hear. you. Yeah, first time mimer. Uh, long time, <laughs> long time mute. Um. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, artists everywhere for tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, so, but anyways, <laughs> since we're out of time, ironically, we were we were late to the early conversation. Uh, so maybe it is by nature. Um, I'm gonna report back on this. Okay, this is the first exper ex experiment and it was exhilarating being on time, exhilarating. And so what I'm going, but you have to realize that there's always sacrifices, right? And there's a cost to doing everything. So in this case, the, for me, what I'm buying into is the cost of inefficiency, okay? Uh, my day will be slightly more inefficient uh, if I'm going to show up to things on time. I will get less stuff done. I'm gonna try it. Mm. I'm gonna try it. See what happens. Mm. See if the, the whole thing explodes and all the plates crash, right? Or if I can actually do it and do it on time. I believe in you, Yuga. I think you can do it. Th thank you, Jer. I appreciate it. Um, it I don't <laughs> believe in you. <laughs> okay. I was Both trying. I was really trying. <laughs> uh, I believe no. in you in other ways, but not in that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Uh, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm I've kidding. got my plate spinners. That's all I need in life, kid. Okay, so I, I'll leave you with this. Um, before we started doing uh, the 24-hour channel and stuff, we it was not non-negotiable that we start the Young Turks at six o'clock Eastern. It we were just online. We did not have a technical schedule. So we actually could start at 6.01, 6.02. Sure. And so forever and ever and ever, because of how I'm constantly late and, and Ben is constantly like, oh my God, well, Ben and I did the show together. I mean, oh if it was at six o'clock and it started at 6.07, that was a win, okay? And so uh, I said one day, that's it, we're gonna, I'm gonna start the show on time from now on, right? 
and everybody laughed out loud like oh bad wind part. Like, oh, okay they're like this is more entertaining than a mime uh, and so then they started a little whiteboard of how many days in a row we were going to be on time oh okay? i remember this yeah so I'd get up to like three and then I'd blow it and everybody'd laugh ah, ha, ha, and then they wipe it clean and go back to zero, right? Seven days and then I blow it, ah, son of a, okay, and then it goes back to zero. You know that where that whiteboard is now? Uh, no one knows uh, because we've been on time for years and years and years, okay? And we got there before we switched to the 24 hour channel. Because I knew it was coming and I knew we'd have to get to be on time. So I did it where I got, I got us on time, okay? Uh, so uh, now all of a sudden we've set up a little drama here. So throughout the days and weeks and years, turn back into old school. Is it nature or nurture? We're gonna find out together, mm. okay? I look forward to it. Yeah, that's the kind of dra drama that vaudeville would have loved. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, I mean, you want to talk about entertainment? We'll just yeah. be on time to a random task. Whoa, those poor vaudevillians died before their time. That's the kind of thing that they could have been party to. Yeah. Oh, they would have loved it. They yeah. would have loved it. All right, much love, everybody. Check out. Uh, go to YouTube. Just Google this or search bar on YouTube. The Mark Thompson Show. Obviously, watch list on YouTube. Okay, YouTube.com/slash/watchlisttyt. Jarrah shows also, you can see it from the background, but you all already knew that. Yeah. And uh, look at that, I love that so much, that looks so good. Um, it's like the best thing we've ever done. <laughs> we should just pack it up, <laughs> we're at our peak. We should pull a Costanza, just, and, and all we do is on all of our properties, we just leave that watch list logo in the back, in the as a site. You turn to it and all that's all it is, that's where we peak. All right, anyways, uh, much love, we'll see you guys next time.